The Read to Lead Podcast, Episode 70. Hi, I'm Kamanzi Constable, author of the best-selling book, Are You Living or Existing? Nine Steps to Change Your Life. My life changed dramatically for the better when I began listening to podcasts in 2011. In fact, this one that you're listening to has done the same for hundreds of people. I'm so, so glad you're here. It's the Read to Lead Podcast with my very good friend, Mr. Jeff Brown. Most people have this misconception that if you write a book fast, it's going to automatically be bad. But if, if, if you write a focus book fast, it, it's actually very good because you're harnessing all of your effort and the ideas are not becoming stale. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi again. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. We'll sit down with another successful author this week, talk about his latest book and his expertise in areas like leadership, personal development, career, marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. In today's episode, we'll chat with Chandler Bolt, best-selling author of Book Launch, How to Write, Market, and Publish Your First Bestseller in Three Months or Less, and Use It to Start and Grow a Six-Figure Business. I'll be asking Chandler about some of the common misconceptions when it comes to writing a book, the three keys to successfully write a bestseller in 90 days, the importance of purposing your writing, and a lot more. I hope you'll visit our sponsors for today's episode. First up is Blinkist. They serve up written and audio business book summaries inside their free app. You can check it out right now at readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. Try it free for three days. We'd love to know what you think. And invest in yourself this year and start learning something new at lynda.com with a free 10-day trial. To take advantage of that, lynda.com slash Read to lead. That's Linda with a Y dot com slash read to lead. Chandler Bolt has or was, I should say, bitten by the entrepreneurial bug at an early age when he saw that he could make a lot of money working for himself. And so while his friends were off searching for jobs, he was out starting businesses. He's the co-founder and CEO of Self-Publishing School. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Uh, He's a speaker traveling across the country, teaching students the lessons he's learned as a young entrepreneur and encouraging them to take the entrepreneurial leap. He's also authored several books, as you might imagine, The Productive Person and Productivity Hacks for Entrepreneurs. And his latest book is called Book Launch, How to Write, Market, and Publish Your First Best Seller in Three Months or Less and Use It to Start and Grow a Six-Figure Business. Chandler, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. We're excited to have you here. Thanks, Jeff. Excited to be here. Have Have you ever been accused of being a superhero with that name? <laughs> I, I get football player or track star a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me envision Flash Gordon. You're like his third cousin twice removed or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I always tell people I'm Usain Bolt's brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, uh, I've shared this stat a couple of times on the show. Most folks are no stranger to it. It's a stat that says 80, 81% of us, at least here in the States, 
a desire to write a book or feel that we have one in us. And today, anybody who wants to publish a book can't. But the mm-hmm. question becomes oftentimes, well, yeah, but should you? And so when somebody comes to you, Chandler, and asks, should I write a book? What, what typically is, is your first response to that? For me, there's there's so many things that a book will open up for you, and it, you know it gives you more confidence. But also on top of that, like if if you're a business owner or a speaker or a coach, like it's the best thing you can do to to grow your business or to start your business. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a number of misconceptions that we often have when it comes uh, to writing a book, and and Chandler hits on uh, some of these early on. What are some of those, Chandler, in your view? Some of those mis- misconceptions or myths. Oh, they're the same things that we all think, right? Like, I, I thought these these exact same things when I first when I wrote my first book because I was a horrible writer. I made C's <laughs> on all my college papers. Like, I I'm a college dropout, <laughs> you know. So, like, <laughs> I, I hated writing. It was, you know, I never imagined that I ever write a book. But it, so, as you can imagine, though, I, I had these same doubts that pretty much everyone has, right? Like, I'm not a writer. I'm not an expert. I have nothing to say. I don't have enough time to write a book. Um, like all these, all these kind of self self doubts that pop up in your head when you mm. think about actually writing one. I don't have a book idea. Where do I begin? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one too. Well, I wanted to take a moment just for a second to point out that book launch, the new book, has just launched at the time we're recording this conversation, and it's number one in several categories, right? Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. It's it's uh, you know it's funny we're, we we do self publishing school and teach people how to do books, and so we have this book book launch. So it's kind of like a lot of pressure, right? Like if that book doesn't do well, it kind of makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> but uh, the, the book did, actually did really well, um, and it was pretty cool. I, I was refreshing and refreshing it a bunch yesterday, and we hit number one entrepreneurship book on all of Amazon. And just like above some of just the legends and, and people I really respect and admire. So that was pretty cool. That was, that was awesome. Well, I was wondering if you could give us some examples or, or case studies of some of those who you've helped get past some of these misconceptions we talked about uh, j- just a moment ago. Yeah, for sure. One great example of that is uh, a lady named Jennifer Granger. She joined our program uh, last time and she didn't even have a book idea, which is kind of funny Funny that, you know, like a lot of people have that objection that they don't have a book idea, but not very many of those people will drop some, some cash to join the program and not have a book idea. Like that seems kind of crazy, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, she, she joined the program and then we helped her develop her book idea, like basically come up with one from scratch. And then she was just super passionate about it and wrote her book and it became a, a success and all that. But I think one of the biggest success stories or maybe turnarounds is with a lot of people come in with maybe a a little idea, but I think we all, we all, even if you have a book idea, you think, oh, well, I probably couldn't write more than 15 to 20 pages of that. Um, So we kind of have like this three-step writing um, process that we go through. Mm. And the the first step of mind mapping um, really brings out all the book ideas and all the, it really shows people just how much you know on your topic. So I think that's been the coolest part for me is it's such a simple exercise, but I remember how powerful it was for me and I've seen it time and time again with our students and they go through that and it's so cool to always see them go from, there's no way I could write a whole book on this to, wow, I have 
two or three books. I just need to choose the best one. <laughs> like that's all, that, overcoming that belief, right? Yeah, it, it, you have the opposite problem at that point. It's like how do I how do I pick from all these ideas? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. So so mind mapping is is uh, I think uh, you mentioned in the book the first key to successfully writing a book. The next one is then taking that from mind map to outline. Is that right? Right. And so when I say mind map, it's a pretty simple process. You know, you take out a blank sheet of paper, you put your book idea in the middle. And then what I encourage you to do then is to take 15 to 30 minutes and start drawing lines and bubbles and kind of like a little going from point to point, write out just a brain dump, everything you can think of, every story, every lesson, every, you know, just everything you can think about on that topic. And you keep branching out and out and out and out. And what you'll find when you do that is that you'll you'll fill up the page, you'll need to go get more paper, you know, it just starts really going. And that's when we go into what you just mentioned, which is the the outlining. So you take those sections and groups of common ideas, and you put those into sections and start to form your outline, then you break those down into individual chapters. So you go chapter by chapter Mm -hmm. throughout the whole book. And then you go into step three, which is the writing, which this is me and my brother wrote a 225-page book in a week by doing this. Wow. Um, we, we duplicated this process. So once we had everything outlined in chapter by chapter, we would sit down and we would spend 12 minutes map, mind mapping the individual chapter, then 12 minutes outlining it, you know, going from mind map to outline, and then an hour and a half writing that chapter. And then we just duplicated that process over and over and over, chapter by chapter. And you'll find that you get a lot faster and the writing process becomes a lot smoother. And it's, it's rough at first because <laughs> you know, you're just following the outline and writing and it just feels really uncomfortable. But then you start to get in, get in the rhythm. And, and I think by the end of it, we were writing like a chapter an hour. <laughs> wow. We were, we were just really, really flying. Chandler says to purpose your writing. Uh, in other words, you have to understand your reason for writing a book for the process to be as painless as possible. You've hinted at some of these, Chandler, but uh, what, in your view, are the four main reasons that people write a book? Yeah, so uh, a big one is is a calling card, networking piece. So that's, you know, if you want to get your foot in the door, if you want to land a, a great mentor, um, you know, stuff like that. So it could be a networking piece. Um, the second reason could be uh, for money or for leads for your business. So like my first book brought in close to seven grand the first month and continued to bring in two to four grand a month for a while after that. Mm. So when I dropped out of school, that was actually what kept my head afloat and, and helped me as I was starting my business. Um, the third is, is you can use it to grow your local business. So like if, if, if you want to become an authority or an expert on a topic, there, there's no better way um, to do that than having a book. You know, who would you rather do business with? Like someone who hands you a business card or someone who hands you a book and then autographs it, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's this whole perceived authority um, piece. And, and people, they, they'll throw away business cards, but they won't throw away books. It's just got, you feel bad throwing right. away a book, right? So now your book is sitting in their office or at their house, and every time they see it, they think of you. So that's, that's a, a, a great way to use a book. And, and then the last one, it could be a, a, just a passion project. You know, Maybe you have a, a book inside you that you, you want to get out to the world, that you, you just need to share with people. Maybe it's like when my brother and I wrote Breaking Out of a Broken System, that book is 100% for charity. Mm. So you buy one book, save one life. 
we we donate the profits to PMI. Um, so they they purchase a, a life saving malaria pill for someone. So kind of like the Tom's model, but it's one book, one life is kind of the motto there. So that was a passion project for us. I I just had a uh, a friend pass away a few months ago, and he was only twenty years old, um, and it kind of shook me to my core. Wow! But it it, it really made me realize the importance of that last piece there, the the passion project, the legacy piece, because he had written a book right before he passed away, and he didn't, he never got the chance to launch the book, but it went out after he passed away, mm. and it was just so cool to be able to see that his legacy will live on forever, right? Wow. Like, it's something that he put out that will be here long after he's, he's gone, you know? So, th- uh, that, that really drove home the importance of that last one. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, what are some of the techniques, Chandler, that you recommend for helping us effectively narrow in on our subject? What can, what can we do to, to, to make that process easier? Uh, there's, there's some great ones. If someone's thinking about writing a book, they, they maybe have an idea. They maybe have a broad idea. Um, what really helps for me is I, if I have a book idea, I'll check out the Amazon store and go in and see the bestsellers and go check out books like mine and see if that helps me kind of narrow down my, my process to see if there's any holes in the market or any specific angles that I can take or any ways that other books are doing well that I can maybe piggyback off of or stuff like that. But another thing, if, if you have no idea, then it really helps to just ask people around you who you care about or who are close to you, like, what am I good at? What, what's something you would go to me to ask for advice on? And it's funny because the best book that's inside you is probably one that you would overlook, right? Yeah. It's something you do really well and you don't, you don't eat it so well that you think it's just second nature. Like you think everyone does that, that particular thing well. Yeah. And so it kind of helps to get some outside feedback from others. Well, speaking of which, if there's some outside input you need, maybe you need help with things like being more productive. Maybe you've got a big presentation coming up. You, you want to learn all you can about doing that and doing it well, whatever it might be. I want to encourage you to check out one of our sponsors today, Linda with a Y dot com. They want to offer you right now a free 10 day trial at their site. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world. They've got over 3,000 courses and over a hundred thousand videos and all their courses are taught by experts and new courses are being added every single week this 10-day free trial includes unlimited access to every course on the site access to view the tutorials on your mobile devices whether that be your tablet your iphone or your android phone invest in yourself and sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash read to lead that's lynda with a y.com slash read to lead well what are some of the the steps of the the 30-day writing plan that that you you lay out in chapter 12 i thought this was fascinating yeah so um one of the first books i wrote we we went from book idea to bestseller in two and a half months so very quick process and we wrote the book in about a month Mm. but what we suggest um when we're doing your 30-day writing plan is you know it's it's all these levels of accountability right like you want to have an accountability partner. You want to also have a plan, a deadline. You want to do your mind mapping and your outlining ahead of time. Um, that's really important. But you want to make a public commitment to when you want to have your book done. And we recommend writing quickly because it's kind of like Parkinson's law. You know, like in 
an, an object will swell in proportion to the amount of time or hmm. space you give it. So the big mistake people make is they, they say, I'm going to write a book and it's going to go out in two years. So they do nothing for like the first <laughs> long time, right? And then the, all the effort's done at the end. So why not kind of sh- short circuit that process and, and, and do it quickly and use Parkinson's law to write a, write a book quickly, but write it well. Because most people have this misconception that if you write a book fast, it's going to be automatically be bad. Mm. But if, if, if you write a focus book fast, it, it's actually very good because you're harnessing all of your effort and it's, the ideas are not becoming stale. You know, everything's fresh and new. So that's what we recommend. And, and then as part of that 30-day writing plan, we recommend doing an hour of writing every day and in the morning if possible. That's when your mind's the freshest. Mm. That's before you've, you've had the, the cloudiness of, of a full day and your willpower's low, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, most, most people say, oh, I'll write after work every day. It's almost like deciding to work out at, at 6 o'clock every day. <laughs> like, the chances are a lot lower that you'll actually do it. Yeah, and, and among those tips you just mentioned, I think oftentimes one that's easy to gloss over is accountability. And this is why I think people in our program are so successful it's not necessarily the content because the, the content's good, but the accountability is, is second to none. This is stuff I learned from an internship in college. I had this internship where they trained uh, students to run businesses. Um, and so I was one of the students they trained and then I was able to train other people, but they had a high level of accountability. And you think about it. So like the first year I was in the program, I was 18 and they train me to run a six-figure business. So, like, if you're training college students to run a six-figure business, that's like making miracles happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they've, they've, got, they've got school, they've got all these other things, and you're still making that happen. So, I really took some lessons from that in accountability. And we had weekly accountability calls with mentors, we had twice weekly, um, all these things. So, we build that into the program. So, if you're committing to writing – so to actually sitting down and, and writing it out, like I say in that chapter title, then mm-hmm. the, the accountability for me is the most important. So having someone that you can set goals with, you set weekly goals with, daily goals, whatever it might be, and then following up and talking with them every single week um, so that they can keep you on track and they can keep you accountable. So assuming we've gotten over the hurdle of actually writing the book and we're making progress there, marketing the book is something that, that a lot of folks are going to, to struggle with because it's something that obviously a first-time writer's never done before. It's like, I've written this great book, but how am I going to get people to find it? How am I going to get people to actually discover it? I always go back to your purpose for the book. So if, you're, whether you're, if your purpose is book sales, you're going to market it a little bit differently than if your pur- purpose is to grow your business mm. or if your purpose is to bring in leads or, or if it's authority piece. You know, each of these has kind of a different method. Um, so why don't we do this, Jeff? This might be fun. Um, that maybe we could do like a little live case study. So like, do, okay. you, have a book, do you have a book idea or anything like that? <laughs> Um, I probably have too many, uh, to be honest <laughs> with <laughs> I will say uh, one area that I am told I am really good at, though uh, you, you may find this hard to believe in the last 20 minutes we've spent together, is that uh, I'm uh, an expert interviewer, I'm told. <laughs> oh, well, this interview has been great. And I can tell you, you've got the radio background and you've got the, the great voice for it. You've got the great <laughs> questions. 
you got the full package, man. <laughs> so let let's say we do a let's say we do a book on that. What would be the biggest purpose? Like, what would you want to get out of that book? Well, I th- I think mostly uh, to probably grow my business. I do podcast coaching and consulting uh, full time, and so it would be about lead generation. I think as much as anything. Awesome, that's great. So then, for that case, in in, in the question you asked about marking the book, we would not care so much about the the money that we're making from the book. That's the way I would approach it from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. I would care about driving as many downloads as possible. So I'd start out by doing a free promotion. You'd get thousands of downloads in a, in a, short, in a short period of a few days. I would go into a 99-cent promotion after that. Um, then you can kind of use that, use that momentum that you've gotten from building reviews and from getting downloads to transition into paid. And, and then I would... You know, you're obviously going to target your your top keyword or two, and you're going to target your your top category because um, you know the top three positions in any category or under any keyword. That's generally where about sixty percent of book sales go. So it's it's important to be strategic in the way that you do that. But I would I would position it in a way that's going to get you as many downloads as possible. Mm. And what I would also do is. So we do this for our books is we give away a free audio book as a, as a lead capture. You know, a lot of people do free PDFs or checklists or stuff like that, but yeah. it's kind of like banner blindness, right? Like when you, see, when you see ads on Facebook or Google AdWords or something, you see them so much that you almost don't even see them. Yeah. Like, you know, like what they call banner blindness. I think the same thing is happening for Kindle books or for books in general. So many people are doing that that people don't even really see it. Mm. So if you think about it, I just started reading your book. Why would I want to download a PDF or a checklist? Like that's more, <laughs> that's more, even more reading. <laughs> I'm already intimidated by finishing your book. Right. So what we do is we do the audio book and that's encouraging for people because let's be honest, when they start your book, a lot of people are like, well, if I were given the choice, I wouldn't read this. I would just listen to it. Mm, right. <laughs> you right. Know? So we, we give that in the first page of, of the book, it says, "Hey, download this audiobook for free." We want to say thanks for downloading the book, and people love that because audiobooks have so much perceived value. So you know, it's eight to ten bucks if they were going to buy it on Audible or Apple Store or wherever. So they're automatically thankful for, to you for doing that. We capture about fifty to seventy percent of book buyers' leads that way, mm. and then also they're more likely to get through the content because they can listen to it. So it's much easier. And then in your case, we usually uh, have a professional bo- voice actor um, do the audio book, mm-hmm. but you know that costs maybe four hundred bucks or something, and they're they're really really good. Um, saves us time. But in your case, you've got a, a great voice, and obviously this ties in with what you're doing with podcasting and podcast coaching. So you could even do the audio book. So by the, by the by the time they got to the end of it, you would have a, a much deeper connection because they were just listening to your voice the whole time. And then when they opted in to get your audio book. You could put them in an autoresponder, all these different things to sell your podcast coaching and, and just funnel a ton of leads into the, your business that way. That's excellent advice. Quick side note, just to, to throw out there, it's something that I have, have struggled with kind of figuring out is, you know, I do podcast coaching and consulting full time. I don't do a podcast, however, on how to podcast. I do a podcast on the benefits of consistent and intentional reading. And I've, and I've struggled for a long time with what does the average person who listens to my podcast, who has no desire to launch a podcast, what does that person 
want from me in the way of a book. And I have no yeah. idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. So maybe someday I will. It's funny you mentioned that because I was talking with uh, another guy on this podcast about this same thing. And like at, Gary Vaynerchuk is is doing the Ask Gary V show mm-hmm. and he's turning that into a book, an Ask Gary V book. So I'm sure there's something there of like some of the best lessons um, from your podcast that could easily be turned into a book that it's something that people would, would really get a lot of value from. Good idea. Excellent idea. Well, before I move on to some questions, Chandler, not directly related to the book, is there anything else from the book you'd like to make sure we know about? We like to take the position of like a book is not a business, but it can build one, mm-hmm. right? If you're relying right. on just a book for revenue, I think a lot of times you'll be disappointed. Um, but if if you're if you really capture the ways that it can build your business, it can be really amazing. So I love the idea of, of you doing a podcast book and, and leading that into podcast coaching and all that. So I think mm. it's definitely something out there that people want and people need. And who better than to, to learn from the, than the man, the, the myth, the legend, Jeff Brown. <laughs> Emphasis on the myth part. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Chandler, I'd love uh, for you to name for us a couple of books that you have read or are currently reading that have impacted you and and share if you can, why or how they impacted you as they have. That's one thing I've done a lot this year, Jeff, is I've really stepped up my reading. Mm. It's funny. I like, ironically, I always hated reading and hated writing, but I've really come to love it. And I'm, I'm just blowing through books right now. And it's, it's awesome. I'd say long-term impact um, on my life. I, I really enjoyed the four hour work week that mm-hmm. really helped me with my business. Yeah. Um, that, that's a great one. Um, I also really enjoyed Think and Grow Rich. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a, a timeless classic that just talks about kind of the way, the way our mind gets in the way sometimes and, and how our subconscious thoughts turn into our realities really. And, and that was, that, that's uh, you ask any business guy or a lot of successful people really and and they've read that book and and loved it so that's one i definitely recommend well i know you're doing a, a fair amount of public speaking and getting out in front of college students and others to talk about a lot of the things that you're doing what are some of your tips for delivering a meaningful and, and memorable public talk yeah you know i i don't like to do a lot of fluff <laughs> i think this is this is the central message kind of around everything i do there's a our course, whether it's our books, whether it's me speaking, you know, I like to just get up there and, and be pretty straight to the point, you know, no nonsense, no BS, kind of just here, here's, here's what I think, here's actionable steps you can take, and here's stuff you can implement right now. Because mm. theory is great, but, you know, I, I learn by doing, and I feel like a lot of people do as well. So I always try in my talks or or in anything else, to give people stuff that they can actually take away and, and, and do things from it. If, if that's the case and they take something away and they take action on it quickly thereafter, I feel like I've done my job. Well, 50 or 100 years from now, assuming you're not with us anymore, uh, and certainly I wouldn't be either, um, what do you hope to be remembered for? That's something I've really had my, my eye on. And with, with having uh, the death of my, my friend Kendall and my my grandma also passed away that same weekend mm. like that that really put things in perspective for me and and made me think a lot deep a lot deeper about that and for me it's it's long term impact so i have this vision of of just building an empire um and and building something that that makes a dent 
in the world and something that, you know, like the human race will forever be changed by. And mm-hmm. like also, you know, that like it'll leave a mark and I, that I'll be remembered in that way for having a positive, positive impact on, on mankind. So I, I don't know exactly what that is. I'm, I'm working voraciously towards that. <laughs> like that's, that is, that is the end goal. You know, this, I love the stuff we're doing with self-publishing school and helping people launch their books. You know, that's, that's changing people's lives. That's awesome. Um, I, I know that one day it'll be something bigger than that though. So like almost like an Elon Musk, Tesla type, mm. something that's like really changing the way people act and changing, the, ch- changing something and, and in a sense that will forever be remembered. Well, share with us, uh, as we wrap up here, a little bit more about self-publishing school, um, how folks can find out more information about that, and, and as well as what you're, you're working on next that you're excited about. Yeah, so I, I've really distilled down, and self-publishing school is, is my one and only focus, and it feels really good because, you know, I had the shiny object syndrome entrepreneur <laughs> bug that we all do of, of focusing on too many things. And I'll tell you what, it, this, it, the clarity has made all the difference, and it's amazing. It's, it's all I, I eat, sleep, drink, think everything about, <laughs> you know, like right. I, I love this stuff and I love talking about book stuff. Um, so that's the self-publishing school where, uh, I'm, I'm launching a four video free training series on go, basically going in depth on, on what we're doing. And if anybody wants to find out more about that, they can go to self publishing school.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what the program is, is it's a three month program we take people from book idea to bestseller in three months. We teach them how to write, market, and publish their book. It's uh, geared towards entrepreneurs or people who want to be speakers or coaches. But it, we also have fiction writers. We also have you know people who don't want to be entrepreneurs that just want to write a book in there. Um, but that's kind of our, our shtick. And we help people write their books quickly, right? And we provide accountability. And it's almost like a, this, this crazy community of people who are embarking on the same journey as you are, which is a really cool feeling because everybody's in it together and helping each other out. Well, you're one of the youngest, if not the youngest guests we've ever had on the show. I don't know your exact age, but as I survey the previous 69 guests, I think it's safe to say you're probably the youngest. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's great to see you doing so many awesome things uh, in, in, in a relatively short period of time. So thank you for, for taking the time to, to chat with us about what you've learned throughout this process and for sharing that expertise with us so readily. No problem. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I really enjoyed it. If you are in the majority, you either desire to write a book or at least feel like you have one in you, and Chandler wants to help you get it out. You can find out more about his resources, about the books he referenced, self-publishing school, all the other links that we talked about at the show notes page created especially for this episode. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 070 for episode 70. Again, readtoleadpodcast.com slash 070. Please Remember to visit our sponsors, both Blinkist, serving up business book summaries inside their app, written and audio versions, readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. And remember to check out the 10-day free trial from lynda.com, available to you as a Read to Lead podcast listener. The special URL to remember, lynda with a y.com slash read to lead.
At the time this episode is being published, there are just a few days left to nominate the Read to Lead podcast as part of the 10th Annual Podcast Awards happening at New Media Expo in Las Vegas coming up in April. Go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash awards and consider nominating the Read to Lead podcast, if you would, in the People's Choice Best Produced and Best Business Podcast categories. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash awards. I want to say thanks to a couple of recent five-star ratings and reviews among those enjoying the podcast. Kamanzi Constable, last week's guest, in fact, gives it a five-star rating and review. And also Jaree Freeman from liveworkepic.com says, Listen now to elevate yourself and learn the essential books to read. No more wasted time. That's what it's all about, Jaree. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead.